Welcome back to Round Guy Radio for a historic episode where we are on the phone with uh, our highest rated guest ever from the Bulldogs, Coach Borison. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, you let the dogs out and while uh, uh, with the big win this week, but uh, I want to mention this is our first episode ever where we've had 10,000 listeners and uh, huge uh, listenership in Mediapolis. It's 6% of our listenership. I mean, there's 600 people in Mediapolis that are listening. Uh, to, congratulations on a big win, Coach. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, we're really excited for the kids. Uh, they, they certainly put in a good week of practice, and it was nice for it to... Uh, you know, for their hard work to be, you know, to pay off on Friday night. Well, you, you've put up a, a, a series of, of, of impressive wins, four pretty impressive wins, but uh, I don't know if there was any of them more impressive than the one you got with the, uh, well, tell them who you played, where it was, what the score was. Yeah, right. Uh, we played, we played Iowa City Regina uh, last Friday. Uh, we won 17 to seven. Uh, you know, obviously, it's uh, you know it's Iowa City Regina. They're they're one of the most more decorated programs in, in the state. Um, consistently year in and year out, uh, are you know have, have been one of the top teams in the state, whether it be Class Two A, Class A, Class One A. Um, you know they're they're a team that's extremely well coached. Their kids play really hard. Um, you know and they have talented kids all over the field. So you know we felt going into the game that. Uh, you know, it would be a challenge, but we, we felt like maybe we were up for it, and um, I was glad our kids kind of proved proved us right. Well, uh, as uh, just as I was waiting for the show, I was scanning Twitter, and I saw uh, some highlights of Drew Miller. So uh, we talk special teams with everybody, but when we talk special teams, uh, Mediapolis Bulldogs, uh, we're talking really special special teams. So. Uh, Tell, tell, I'm sure, certain that, that all those punts and, and field goals and kickoffs that he did, uh, plus what everybody else on the special teams did, probably was a big factor, wasn't it? Oh, a- absolutely. I mean, Drew averaged, uh, he had three punts for, and I think his punts were 52, 54, and 56 yards. Um, so just three outstanding punts. Uh, we're able to, um, you know, pin them. Uh, you know, pin them back deep on all three occasions there. Uh, so you got to give a shout out to our, you know, our, our coverage unit did a nice job. Um, sometimes when you kick it that far, there, there's a lot of space, you know, the, the, there can be a lot of space sometimes between when they're, where the returner catches the ball and, and where your front line of, of tacklers are. Um, but our, our guys did a nice job with that. You know, then he was, he was once again, three for four kicking touchbacks. Um, and the one that he kind of slipped on and it, it ended up being just this uh, a bouncing kick that went down the field, and I was really happy uh, with our our kickoff team. Um, you always wonder, like, shoot, are they going to be expecting to be a touchback every time? But um, you know, they did a nice job of running down in their lanes, and uh, I think it was Quentin Schultz uh, and Braden Oliver, two of our some of our younger guys, stepped up and made a big hit to start the game. And then, um, yeah, and heck, anytime we kick a field goal, uh, you know, the the kick was good, the the snap and hold were good, and our protection was good. Uh, that's, you know, that's a luxury that, um, you know, not every high school team has the ability to kick a 39 yard field goal. Well, not only were those punts, uh, uh, 50 yards plus, but they also had a lot of hang time and it's the hang time that allows your defense the opportunity to get down to the ball. So, uh, impressive on every level, uh, uh, 
the direction, the, the, the control that boy has in his feet. And uh, uh, it, it led to a big win that's propelled you to a 4-0 start and a 1-0 in the conference. But, uh, well, just take our listeners kind of through the game. Uh, uh, give us a synopsis of what happened. You know, yeah, we started, uh, I would say defense, you know, hands hands down played, played lights out. Uh, they had, they got one drive on us uh, where they, they did a nice job of mixing some run and pass. Uh, had a big fourth down conversion um, uh, around midfield. And then, you know, we were kind of, yeah, we were a little bit on our heels um, with that. But, you know, offensively we scored, we scored on our first possession. Uh, ben Egan hit uh, Aiden Nelson for a nice uh, touchdown pass. Um, down the uh, down the left, you know, in the left corner of the end zone, uh, and then it was kind of a it was kind of a struggle there back and forth uh, for a little while there. We, we'd get some first downs and kind of uh, you know have some things go against us, um, whether it be Regina making some great plays or whether it be you know an untimely penalty here or there or whatever it might be. Um, uh, but it ended up being 10, seven at half. We were able to, to kick a field goal there. Uh, you know, in the third quarter, our defense, third and fourth quarter, our defense was lights out on the second half. They, they played, they played hard. We had a good rush from, um, from our, our D line. Uh, we were able to, uh, put pressure on the quarterback with multiple different guys. Um, uh, Logan Rosas had, had a sack. Trent Hicks had a sack. Kyle Borg had three tackles for loss. Um, Levi Arnold had a handful of tackles for loss, and I believe a sack as well too. And those are some of the D line guys that were in there. Um, and I would would also mention uh, Zay Brewer and Owen May kind of rotated around an interior line and did a lot of the dirty work. They, they took on some double teams in which allowed for some of our quicker guys to come off the edge. Um, but anyways, uh, we were able to you know really do we, we forced a turnover there, and then we got a uh, we got a put pressure on the punt and they kind of had a shank punt. And then uh, we were able to Anthony Isley was able to run her in from 14 yards out midway through the fourth quarter. And that kind of put a, put a cap on it. Well, uh, I see here where uh, Max prep has you rated as 10th already. I don't know. Uh, uh, I know you've been getting votes, but uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty dang hard to keep you out of the top 10 after this, this performance. Well, uh, your defense has just uh, it didn't matter who they faced they, they just put these uh put up a you know one i think they gave up with 12 points to burlington notre dame nothing to tipton one point uh one or six points to wapolo seven points to uh, uh regina uh wow talk about just tell me how has your defense been so consistent well, I think I'll, I'll give a shout out to our, our defensive coordinator, Darren Stefner does a, a nice job of, you know, coming up with a game, you know, you know, we come up with a game plan and, you know, we try to make sure our kids understand what we want them to do. I think that's the first, the, the, the very, the very first thing that we do and our kids are, I think are really starting to get what we're asking them to do. Um, and they're also getting it. The, like, what's your role? What's your responsibility? And to know that, you know, all 11 guys on defense, you have a role and you can't try to play hero ball where you're trying to do somebody else's job. Uh, when that happens, then, then, you know, you know, then we leave ourselves open for, you know, you know, for big plays. And I thought, you know, from the back end with uh, Jackson and Ben, uh, Braxton Davis, um, Anthony Isley back there as well, Schultz and 
uh, Grady Gunn. Those kind of back our, our back five guys that we kind of rotate through there have done a nice job of keeping receivers in front of us, um, and then you know making plays on the ball when when they throw the ball. And and we're we're perfectly fine with um, you know if they do happen to catch the ball, we're going to run up and try to smack you. And then you know our, our two inside backers I think are getting better and better. And uh, Chet Moore and Alton Wonderlick, and then you know, we mentioned some of the guys on the D line. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is this. I think defense comes down to tackling and flying to the football, and, and our kids do that. We are super small. Uh, and we might have one guy that weighs over 200 pounds starting on our defense, one or two. Um, so we use our quickness. We try to run. We try to hit. We try to be physical. And, you know, so far so good with that. And, and we know we'll have, you know, as we progress through the season, we'll get each team provides a different challenge, and it's always fun to try to figure out how what we can do with our guys to to maximize our potential. Well, I mean, you did put seventeen points up on the board, uh, but uh, Re- Regina's defense was a, a stiffer obstacle than you uh, faced uh, so far this season. What what were they doing well, and uh, uh, what did you guys have to do to actually get to get the, to to get those uh, yards when it was tough sledding like that? Right. Yes. So Regina doesn't. Regina is very fundamentally sound uh, uh, on their defensive line. They are. They're. They got good size, um, and they do a nice job of being two gap players at times, uh, meaning that they're going to get their arms extended on the offensive guy and then try to read and react. And it makes it difficult. It, it makes it difficult to stay on, on blocks long enough for the play to develop. And I think that was kind of the battle uh, that we had. Um, you know, that we had, especially early on in the game, uh, you know, we're a run heavy football team. Uh, and, and so when you get that, you, you start getting some coverages that uh, are in essence, putting guys one-on-one and, and we we're able to, to make one of those matchups work. Um, we had a couple others that were real close, uh, you know, to hitting big plays as well. So, uh, you know, when it comes to the passing game, you know, we, we, we were continuing to work and continuing to get better, even though we were, we, you know, we only had 31 yards passing. I thought like it was, it was effective, even if they were incomplete, um, you know, we, we loosened them up a little bit and then, you know, we're able to, to make some plays um, in the run game. I, I think the biggest thing with us is, is we just, you know, we have to clean up. Um, we had some untimely penalties that, that, that really hurt drives. Um, and whether it be, you know, a, a holding call or a block in the back or whatever it might be, you know, it, they're aggressive mistakes, they're aggressive penalties, and, and we can live with those because we're trying hard. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you just kind of want to clean up, and those will help us sustain drives a little bit longer. I think when you get against teams that have good defenses, you know, it's not just going to be as easy as as run a running play and then run for 80 yards and score a touchdown. You're going to have to put piece things together, and I, that's kind of the next step going forward, but you got to give a ton of credit to Regina. Their, their guys are where they were supposed to be and doing what they were supposed to do. Uh, they tackle well, they run to the ball. Well, uh, they're well coached. So it's, um, you know, we, we knew it was going to be a challenge to, you know, to move the ball on them. And, and, um, you know, thankfully we were able to, uh, just do enough there to, to get her done. Well, you, you came, uh, it was, that was a conference game, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so you came off, uh, you know, you were well prepared. Your non-conference schedule really prepared you well to get into this conference play. You're off to a great start in the conference. You're 4-0. and So tell me about, uh, just tell me, let's go through the offense. You know, how were you able to get those points and uh, uh, who were the performers that uh, 
that, that gritted it out. Yeah, so, I mean, Anthony Isley had 160 yards on the ground um, again, and, and he's a he's a very talented player. I mean, there's a reason why, uh, you know, he has some of the offers that he has, and, and um, you know, he's doing really – he's running hard. Uh, and he wasn't 100% for this last game. He's kind of dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury, but I give him a ton of credit. He, uh, you know, he, he, he ran hard. He couldn't cut probably quite as effective as he wanted, so we want more of the uh, – more of the just straight running downhill at people. And, uh, you know, we were, we were happy to take four or five, six yards at a time when need be. Um, I thought Aiden Nelson played a great game at receiver. Uh, he had one, uh, one touchdown catch. He had another catch that was awfully close to being a touchdown. Um, but, uh, you know, those are some things there. And I thought all the, all of our guys up front, you know, we, um, we had a few injuries, so we had to to plug in and move some guys around, uh, so, you know, I thought Levi Arnold and, and, and Kyle Bork, and then we had to move Jackson Woods down from guard to center and then Chet Moore and Levi or Chet Moore and then Owen May on the right side, along with Trent Hicks did a really nice job of, of blocking up front, um, you know, opening, opening some lanes and, and helping us be able to control the ball uh, when we needed to. Um, and then I thought Ben Egan played a real solid game at quarterback, uh, made great decisions with the ball. They had had eight interceptions going into the game. So, um, we knew their secondary was really good and, um, you know, he was smart with his passes, uh, smart with his reads, uh, and then did a nice job also running the ball, um, picked up a couple fourth downs for us, um, and a couple of short yardage things. So, you know, all in all, I thought it was a, it was a good offensive performance. It, it, there's some definitely some things that, that we can continue to try to get better at. Well, uh, your team and Columbus are kind of uh, the super feel good uh, stories this year. And the community is just rallying uh, and they, they're on the edge of the seat. So what was the environment like? Uh, and this was a home game, right? It was correct. So, so uh, what, what was it like in there? We had a great, I, I couldn't be, uh, I, I couldn't be more proud of, of the fans, the students, the, you know, the band, everybody, you know, came together uh, to make it a, a great atmosphere. It, and I think it, it definitely played a part of, you know, uh, especially in the third and fourth quarter, it got loud sometimes and they were having problems communicating uh, what they were trying to do offensively. Uh, they had problems, you know, getting, uh, making some of the checks at the line like they like to. So, you know, I, our, 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 the community was great. It was a wonderful night for football. Uh, you couldn't ask for better, better weather. Uh, the crowd was into it from the start. And I, and I think our kids felt, you know, our kids on the sideline, our kids on the field definitely, definitely were energized by what, um, by the, by the atmosphere. Uh, you know, it was just, a. this is, I mean, if you wanted to put a, to paint a picture of what small town Iowa high school football should look like on a Friday night, uh, you could have taken a picture of Minneapolis last Friday and, and that, that would be a great example to show. We, we tell the story. Yeah. Of that small town football in America, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's towns of 800 people that have 1500 people in the stands on a Friday night. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, and, and it's just, you know, it's just been one of the great, great things going on, but let's talk about this conference that you're in and it is rough. Holy cow. You got, uh, you got West Branch and Wilton next, both on the road. Let's talk a little bit about West Branch. What's going on with this? Well, West Branch is really good. Um, and the, the, like our, our district in and of itself is, is good. There is good team after good team after good team. Uh, you know, going back to West Branch, 
we played them in the playoffs two years ago uh, and won a close game up there. Uh, we lost a close game to them last year at home. There's a lot of familiar faces. Um, uh, on, you know, there's a lot of guys that this is the third year that we'll be, we'll be prepping for them. Uh, you know, they have an outstanding running back in Henson, a big, strong, fast kid. Uh, they have um, Carver and Kinnick, uh, Bolk, are uh, two uh, receiver-type guys, defensive backs that have been around for a long time and are really good. Uh, inside, one of their inside linebackers has been around for a long time. His name escapes me. Uh, number 50, he's a solid player. And then up front, there's a lot of guys that are, are really good football players. And then they added a few. Uh, the, uh, a, a quarterback for them, that's uh, Trey Hughes is his name. He's, he's a very solid player. Uh, I believe he played at Iowa City Liberty last year. Um, and, uh, you know, they have a few other new faces. So, yeah, they're, they're a really good football team. They've been rolling teams uh, all throughout the year. And, uh, you know, going up there, you know, it's going to be another great, great environment. They, they do things right up at West Branch. And, um, you know, they're always well coached. They always have things that are, um, you know, different um, that, than maybe what you've seen on film. You know, and so we got to make sure we're are, are continuing to put in a good week of, of practice and preparing and getting our bodies and minds ready to go for Friday night. Well, this is we're going to label this the uh, round guy. Uh, well, this is the game of the week. Uh, this is the game of the week because uh, this is a huge matchup. These are two juggernaut teams. Uh, everybody's undefeated. Um, wow, this is going to be a, this is going to be a big big test, but. Uh, let me ask you about some of these players that are coming off the bench. Some of these young players that, you know, when the people twist ankles or, or shoulders get sore or, 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 you know, players just need a little rest. Who's coming off the bench and providing a little spark? Yeah. You know, I thought, uh, I thought that this past week, I'll give a shout out to uh, Quentin Schultz as a guy. Um, he, he's, he's, He's not technically a starter on defense, but uh, he is, uh, ends up playing a lot. He provides a great depth piece for us. And, you know, when we have guys that are, are – we have, you know, a few guys that are playing both ways, and when they needed a break, uh, you know, he did a good job of, of, of stepping up uh, defensively and, and made a bunch of plays in the back half there. Um, you know, we kind of had – you know, he had some other guys go down with a little bit of injuries here or there, and whether it be, you know, a kid like Brayden Oliver who came in and finished out the game at the end and did a nice job, or, or Owen May, who's an offensive starter but hasn't played much defense, came in and played in the interior line. Um, you know, uh, those are some of the guys that, that we really look to. And, and, and on offense, we have, you know, we're still not 100% there, and we'll hopefully get back to where we where we need to be offensively with some of our personnel. But, now I'll give give credit to you know Camden Stotler's kind of come in and playing a, a fullback type position and you know he's out there you know giving great effort uh, as well too you know all in all I, th I think you really look at it as a you know this is a you know football is a team game and and you need you need everybody um, you know everybody that has a uniform on needs to be ready to go if they're called upon and I couldn't be more proud of our guys that that. You know, they're, they're locked in, they're locked in in practice or paying attention to what we're asking them to do game plan wise, you know, even if they're not per se a starter, uh, but when they get in there, they're, they're doing a great job and, and really playing hard and flying around and having fun. And that's kind of what it's all about. So what, what are the opportunities to follow this game? You know, uh, is there going to be some video? Is there a dog cast? Well, how can we follow this? Maybe the biggest game in the state of Iowa this week. Uh, the, the dog cast will be available, uh, 
like it is every week. And I am uh, fairly certain that West Branch offers a live YouTube stream as well of the game. Um, and I'm sure if you Google that or went to West Branch's uh, school or West Branch's football, they have their own webpage. So you might, I'm sure you can find the link for that. And, and they do a lot of cool things technology-wise up there. So I'm sure they'll have they have a pregame show and they'll have a bunch of other different uh, uh, you know different things that will um, that'll give people a chance to kind of preview the game and, and then watch the game if they can't make it to West Branch. Well, one of the things uh, we do at Round Guy Radio is we have different guys that go to different stadiums, you know, like Scotty Melvin. He's out at a different place every week. And uh, we kind of like to talk, share with our listeners what that experience is like. So can you tell our listeners what it's like to, to what's the atmosphere like there in West Branch? It's a, it's a great, it's a great, a great setup. Uh, it's a really, uh, you know, the field's kind of down in a bowl. Uh, it's called the Little Rose Bowl. Um, an old, you know, it kind of got that old, really old school feel, um, you know, just a wonderfully maintained and, um, wonderfully maintained field. Uh, it's got, you know, a lot of unique little quirks here, or there, um, you know, and ultimately just be a, it'll be a phenomenal atmosphere for a high school football game. Uh, the, what, you know, football is really important for West branch. Uh, and, um, you know, their community comes and supports the football team, uh, you know, in a, in a big way. And, and we're excited to be a part of, you know, excited to go up there and play, you know, what will be a good football game. Well, well, give us kind of a panoramic view of the, the backdrop. What is, what is, why, you know, that the, you, they, they call it the little Rose bowl, but that my mind's kind of running wild. Uh, you know, what, what is yeah, the... so Yeah. So, I mean, the field is, 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 is kind of sunken down um, a little bit and you have, uh, you know, there's a, a set of home bleachers on one side that is, um, you know, kind of into a, it's, uh, it's kind of into what would be like bleachers kind of built into a hill. Uh, there's people in the, well, that'd be the north end zone that are sitting up up top. There's a parking lot up there that people watch from. The visitor side, it's, it's a big hill. Uh, the, the, the visiting bleachers are up on top of the hill. Um, you know, so it's got, it, it, it is a, it's down in a bowl, um, and it's right in the center of West branch there, um, right by their, I, th- I think it's a middle school or elementary school. I'm not sure, but, um, it's, um, yeah, great atmosphere for a game. Uh, we were the two years ago was the first time we, that I've been up there. Uh, and you know, we were all, all of our kids thought it was really cool to be able to play there and, and, you know, be able to, to play in, in a, a field that that's not, that is that nice and that well taken care of. Yeah, it's going to be a pleasure for all that, that can see it. Uh, I'm so excited to see it. I'll definitely be uh, uh, checking the YouTube uh, out to kind of keep up with that game. But, uh, well, is there anything you didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? No, I mean, it just, you know, once again, I it kind of hit on it earlier. But, uh, you know, I, I think one of the things that was really cool about Friday night and, and you know, cool about post game is, you know, all the people that you hear from that, you know, don't have kids or, you know, or don't have a, you know, a, a direct relative on the team that showed up on Friday night. And then we're so excited to see us uh, beat Regina. I think it's the first time we beat them in school history. So, uh, you know, all of those things, you know, it, it just, you really feel good about the school, the community, um, you know, for everybody reaching out and, and supporting these kids. Uh, these kids have put in a lot of work and effort into trying to, to be a good football team. And, um, you know, we, we're trying to go out there and, and, have fun and, and 
you know, be something that the community can be proud of. And, you know, it's, like I said, it's just nice. It's nice to hear the support. It's nice to have the support from people that, um, you know, may not necessarily have a vested interest in uh, an actual player on the team. They just want to be there to support the, uh, support the program and to, you know, to have fun on a Friday night. And, you know, we're all, we're all about that. Well, you know, uh, for small towns, for Minneapolis, for Columbus Junction, you know, when the team's rolling like this, you know, everybody's standing a little taller. I've been a lot of people in Minneapolis haven't stopped smiling since Friday. Well, you know what? I, I, that's a good thing. You know, if we can provide a little bit of joy into people's lives, then we're doing something right. Well, Minneapolis is an outstanding community and we're at Brown Guy Ready. We're so proud to highlight it. And, uh, you guys are representing it so well and uh, good luck to you this week. And thanks for being with us, coach. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you.